Welcome to Unbroken Jars. I'm Doug. And I'm Randy. And this is a podcast where we explore individuals' real-life stories and real faith. You're listening to Unbroken Jars, episode 24. Love speaks, religion changes. The light of Jesus shines through the darkness, and we carry this light in unbroken jars of clay. We have a life and a story about our faith journey, but we're not struck down or destroyed. Our stories shine the light on Jesus and His power. Our faith walk has forever been shaped by the life of one man. That's Jesus. Jesus continues to use these real-life stories of those around us to mold us. We dive into this world by investigating, interviewing, and walking alongside real people who share their stories, their faith stories of struggle, sin, joy, and victory, and how God is leading them will help shape your faith journey in unbroken jars of clay. few years ago, uh, a friend of mine who, who I had, uh, had known for a long time in campus ministry, um, she told me she, she, that I had to meet this, this one guy named Sonny and his to-be wife, Joanna. Um, and she talked about how much she loved them, um, and, uh, and I see why. Uh, Sonny's become one of my favorite people, but she, she bragged and bragged about... <laughs> Well, she bragged about you, Sonny. So uh, she <laughs> bragged and said how how you were the man on campus. You were Mister <laughs> Mississippi State. So um, so all this time, we we finally made connections and everything kind of came to be. And I got to know Sonny and Joanna and the blessing they've been to our church. And over the last few years, um, they've become a vital part of who we are here at Mayfair. Mayfair. But Sonny's got a longer story. And uh, we want to welcome him today to the the Unbroken Jars podcast. And Sonny, we just want to thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. And Jenna may have sold me, uh, oversold me a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> I try <laughs> I try and give you what I got. Well, perspective uh, so. is everything, right? That was <laughs> right, her perspective. Right. <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah. maybe I shouldn't have told you that. It's like <laughs> you up too much. But uh, and, and the connection we I guess we made, uh, mm-hmm. Sonny, is I guess through your your, your involvement and Joanne's involvement with the rooted Bible class, right. and then y'all y'all actually he done some volunteer work over at uh, twenty eight twenty mm-hmm. ministry at the living room on Governor's Drive, some right. too. Yeah. So it is it's a blessing to have you today. Thanks, Thank you appreciate it, Randy. Thanks. Um, so um, by way of introduction, one of the things we always do. We try to get people in here, and we try to introduce them to those listening. And the best way to do that is to kind of tell a little bit of your history. And for those listening and you don't know Sonny, um, you realize his last name is Patel, so that's not necessarily <laughs> white American culture. Um, but uh, And you, you may not be able to see Sonny. He looks different than I do with, with my white skin. His skin is so much more olive and beautiful. Um, but... Um, Tell us a little bit about your upbringing. You're, you, you're, you're from a different culture. And uh, bring us in. Tell us about your childhood and your upbringing, and, and even more specifically about the heritage and culture that you come from. Sure, yeah. I, um, so I'm Indian heritage, right, is my background. My uh, parents were uh, immigrants here, so first-generation immigrants. Um, they came at different times. My mom came when she was 13, so she's a little bit more assimilated now to like American culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my dad came when he was about 24, 25, something like that. And so really? mm-hmm. uh, it's taken him a little bit longer, right? He's You're kind of set in your ways by the time you get into your 20s, I think. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And so, um, so he's, you know, he's has a little bit harder time, like with the language, a little bit harder time with the culture and that sort of thing. Uh, but that's sort of the household I grew up in, right, is a... As a mom, that was a little more assimilated to American culture, and a dad that that wasn't. Um, but even my mom, who has been here since she was thirteen, was still uh, prone to a lot of Indian heritage, Indian culture, right? So she she was uh, uh, dropped back two grades when she did move here, and so she had to when she got married at eighteen, she was actually still in like the tenth grade, and so dropped out of school 
got married when she was 18, had me when she was 19. And that was sort of just how, how things went right in that culture and that, uh, heritage. And so it was a pretty traditionally Indian home that I, uh, grew up in here. Right. Um, with a lot of immigrants that move here, they want to try and keep their culture alive and their family. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's usually the, 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 uh, wife or the mom's job, the, you know, the woman's job to do that. And so my mom tried to do that the best they can. Um, uh, but with that, uh, I also grew up since as an Indian family, I also grew up Hindu. So as a Hindu family, um, uh, Hinduism is a big part of Indian culture. Uh, if, if anybody has been to India before, um, you know that they're, that's probably the the biggest religion there is, Mm -hmm. is Hinduism. And it's, uh, partly the biggest because it is so rooted with the, the culture there. They're pretty intertwined, um, go together like a lot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, many things you may think are more, you know, non-religious events tend to have like a religious, um, sway to them usually. Uh, and so give that's, for, give yeah. for instance, what you yeah. mean by that. Help. So, uh, so I guess, um, we've got like father's day and mother's day and yeah. that sort of thing here, right? There's a, there's a, there's, they have those there too. Uh, there's also like a brother sister day there. Mm. Um, but I that's, like it. That's it's great, <laughs> but that's sort of intertwined with like um, religious blessings and, uh, and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Almost every time you gather together, there's uh, there's um, you know some sort of prayer, worship, um, that sort of thing when it comes to holidays or events like that, right? And so, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I you know the the house I grew up in was. So I'm also uh, intrigued. All right, <laughs> obviously. We didn't bring you in to talk about your parents, but I am That's intrigued. Okay. Yeah, how was it? Just because of the cultural connection, how mm-hmm. they got together? Because it's like your mom was here at thirteen, your dad's here at twenty-five. Um, twenty-five was that right? Yeah, twenty-four, twenty-five, 20, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's easy for me to forget. Give me yeah. a second. But um, so so, how did they that? What was their connection here? Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely don't mind talking about my family when I talk about my parents. And in fact, I prefer it just because it gives a little more insight into yeah. how I grew up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, Indian culture is a lot of, uh, it's mostly arranged marriages is how yeah. that happens, right? And so uh, my mom, uh, when she immigrated here, she left her family. So her parents and brother and sister are still back in India. So she's living with her aunt, mm-hmm. my great aunt here. Uh, my great aunt is good friends with my dad's mom. And so, uh, that's how they made the connection. When my mom turned 18, they said, Hey, there's this guy, uh, Mm. you're going to marry. And they, they met once and then got married the second time they met. So it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. That is, but they've been married how long now? They've been married, uh, I guess 31 years now. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's it's different, different cultures. You know, they, uh, Indian culture is a, you, you get married and then you, um, fall in love later. Right. Um, and that's sort of the opposite of how it is here. Well, it's, you know, it is that way you, you have the attraction, but Mm -hmm. realistically marriages that last are the ones that continue to fall in love. Right. So it's, it's a continued process. It's not a, it's not just an emotional process. So, so they came an arranged marriage. Can you tell us a little bit more even about Hinduism? Now, I've read a little bit, so I am very educated because I read before we <laughs> talked. But I, I did find out that it's the third largest religion, religion in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Christianity, right. uh, Muslim, and then Hinduism. Right. Um, and I also, from my understanding, you can put a lot of explanation to this, but from my understanding, um, I know very, very little about it, but that, that they... It's more. It's close to Buddhism in mm-hmm. the in the sense of it takes a little bit from here and there, and that mm-hmm. it's it's a broader um, from from what I've what I've read a very uh, courteous, kind mm-hmm. is is a lot of the, the like kind spirited mm-hmm. is a lot of the religion part of it. That right. a lot of it is about kindness and karma and. Mm-hmm. Those type of things, but can you explain it from an actual educated uh, <laughs> inside perspective, well, so that you we know, get a little bit I- better that, idea? That's that's sort of the funny part, right? Is that um, 
I grew up in this traditional home, but anytime, you know, when I did have these questions about you know, Hinduism or religion mm-hmm. in general, uh, many people didn't know the answers to those. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it's mostly part of, it's mostly ingrained in the culture, not necessarily a religion you follow, but yeah. it's your, your culture, uh, and the religion comes with that mm-hmm. sort of, you know? And so, uh, most of my studies into Hinduism and what I learned about Hinduism wasn't till, uh, you know, towards the end of my high school, beginning of my college career, mm-hmm. uh, or life stage, I guess, when I did a lot of that research on my own, um, or talk to, you know, other people who were more, um, religious Hindu, you know, mm-hmm. in Hinduism, but it's a, you know, it's a spiritual, uh, religion. So that, you know, they believe in the spirit and that sort of thing, right. um, that everybody has one. And, uh, there's a lot of, you know, karma is a big one, right? Uh, uh, reincarnation is also a big Yeah, that thing, was the other right? one. Yeah. Uh, so you, you know, how well you perform or do, you know, the good things you do in this life will add up and then the next life you come back is a different stage, right? And mm-hmm. so it's a polytheistic religion. So there's, uh, many deities, uh, many gods that, uh, families typically choose to follow so mm. um, there are a few main ones uh, I think there's like four main ones and so many families uh, will choose one of those four main ones but then there's a lot of other demigods or minor gods right that come with that and then it's also very you mentioned um, open and welcoming religion of other deities and entities right, right. and so it's a uh, it's kind of like a you know everyone everyone's able to come and bring their god to this religion type yeah. type religion yeah the um there's a lot of you know a lot of things about hinduism that uh frankly i i liked about yeah. one was that it was uh you know pretty spiritual you were in tune with your spirit a little bit more mm-hmm. right um uh and because of the nature of that you tended to you know incorporate religion into your daily lives right which is uh um you know and then uh a- another thing was like you know regular prayer and stuff mm-hmm. uh but there's also um through my studies a lot of things about hinduism that that frankly i didn't like or didn't make sense right and one one of the main problems with it that i had was um they they invoke a sort of caste system right yeah. and so there's a there's a caste system of because of the nature of uh, a karmic religion or a religion that believes in reincarnation, right? You have different classes of people um, that are organized by, you know, the the society, and so you have low class people who you know are um, called untouchables, and so you know, touching them or something is, is mm. seen as uh, is, is not a good thing, right? Sure. Get you banished from your own caste system and that sort of thing. And so there's a there's a hierarchy that plays into that, and that's um, is definitely not a good you know a good thing for um, for society, I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and living well together. And the other thing is like um, you know some spiritual rituals and stuff are just not uh, um, not good. <laughs> uh, sure, I'm going to ask a random question. Sure, do, like, yeah. do you did you attend services like is there a gathering where or like your family would go to worship together with other families and that sort of thing yeah there there were some of those um not i guess not necessarily on a regular basis okay. right not, not like uh every every tuesday or every sunday or something we we get together but there there's a temple and we go there for different religious occasions mm-hmm. um there were uh we had a smaller sort of temple with idols and stuff in our own house. Uh, and that's where we did like our prayers and, uh, lighting incense and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there, there was some of that. And every time my family and I went to, went to India, we would go to the temples there regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that's, um, I guess you can do that a little more regularly there. They're a little more prevalent, right? Almost on every street versus, uh, here you might sure. have to drive a little bit to get to yeah. get to one. Yeah. So it was a part of everything, right? That's, that's that, right. that that is one thing that I did see about mm-hmm. um, that's when I was reading. Even you've mentioned it even since then is that that Hinduism is more 
it's you know we 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 segment our spirituality a lot in, in the Christian religion, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you go to church on Sunday, we go to church. Yeah. If you're a really good Christian, you go to church on Sunday night and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're big time in it. Then you're getting, but then we kind of segregate our life a lot of times. Mm-hmm. But it, it was intriguing to me that Hinduism. It, it seems like there was a lot of celebration mm-hmm. of, and all of it was integrated with spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, ceremonies, weddings, or big deals. Uh, not only weddings, I'm assuming funerals are probably the same. Mm-hmm. It's like all of it is, and it's all integrated into spirituality. That's a, um, pretty neat. Yeah, It's neat, yeah. It's something I think maybe we can learn fr- from it, right? Sure. But there's also definitely things about Hinduism that aren't, um, you know, uh, I, I think just not good for society and for sure. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of a, a curve or a turn another way, but like, so you, you grew up, um, where, where were you living at the time? I'm sorry, when you were in Oh, yeah, school. so um, uh, I was born in Georgia, so I've always been a southerner. But Georgia spent, boy. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I spent most of my time um, living in Tennessee and Mississippi, though, and so Mississippi is um, where my family still resides. If now. I understand you, you're, you're not a Georgia Bulldog, you're a Mississippi State That's Bulldog. right, I'm a Mississippi State So how did, you, right. how did you decide, like what led you to go to school at Mississippi State? I guess you were living there at the time anyway mm-hmm. in Mississippi, but was there something that prompted you, your interest in studies or something that got you there? Yeah, so, um, uh, you know, you get in-state tuition for going in-state, right? And so that's a, that's a, big, that's a big factor. And mm-hmm. there's, there's a few big Big schools in Mississippi, right? Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss. Those are all D1 schools and, mm-hmm. and big schools. But uh, uh, there were two re- two main reasons I chose to go to Mississippi State. One was uh, I was um, I wanted to go into engineering, right? And so that was the best school in the state for engineering, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of the engineers. That's right. <laughs> yeah, a lot you, of engineers. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so that was that was one of the main decisions. The second decision was because uh, I got a scholarship for. Uh, being in the band, I was in the band uh, and on the drum line through high school, and so um, I got the a scholarship to do that same thing in college. And so uh, when Mississippi State offered that, it was you know almost an, a no brainer to to go there and continue uh, doing that at you know college SEC football games and yeah, stuff. Man. So yeah, that was probably a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Do you still have your hearing? Uh, with yeah. The cowbells right. and everything. I kind of wondered about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Was it? Uh, this is a rant. This is really rant. So yeah. the, the when, when you're there at the game in the ba- in the band, do you wear any kind of hearing protection during the games? Is that is it that bad? Yeah. I can't yeah. know. So uh, uh, you know we're encouraged to, but yeah, most of us you know, probably think we're you know we're in our um, you know, 20s, yeah, we yeah. think we're, you know, nothing ev- bad is ever going to happen to us and we're never going to get old and never going to lose hearing. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, we're definitely encouraged to. Uh, and you see little babies walking around with headphones and stuff when you're there. But uh, yeah. it can get pretty loud with the with the cowbells there. Yeah, And uh, then <laughs> pounding on a drum. And then pounding on your yeah. drum. That's right. And we had cowbells strapped onto our drums so you could do both at the same time. Oh, <laughs> so wow. <it> was <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, um. So I'm going to, you know, I guess in, you can tell me, but I know it seems like maybe when you're in college or some, at some point, you're, you kind of had a, a change or at least a struggle in your faith mm-hmm. and belief system. And maybe, could you tell us about that journey just a little bit as much as you'd be willing to? Just kind of how did that happen? Did it happen for the most part in college or had you already been, it sounded like you may have been thinking about it in, in high school, maybe earlier years. Too. Yeah, sure. I, um, you know, I mentioned that started thinking about, Hinduism specifically, you know, towards the end of high school, being in college. And that's really when I started uh, asking more questions or caring about my life a little bit more, right? The purpose of asking more questions like, what's the purpose of my life? What am I doing here? What what aim am I trying to go for? What's my goal? And I think people who are going to college um, or just stepping out of high school, right, and going into military or trying to get a job always ask those questions to themselves as, you know, what's next? What am I, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Um, so, you know, those are big life questions. I think a lot of, uh, kids towards the end of their high school careers would have have. And so, I, you know, I was the same and growing up in the South, uh, you know, there's, uh, a lot of, you know, Christian religion around you. Right. right? And so 
I think you naturally tend to have those kinds of questions if you if you don't grow up in that. And so so I did. Um, but one of the first things I went to was what I knew, which was Hinduism. And so kind of looked into that. And then uh, it was really the only thing uh, I looked into. I looked into some um, Christianity as well. And I had friends who were Christians and went to church and that sort of thing. And I I went there to like their churches sometimes support them if they were giving a talk or you know doing playing games or doing something like that but uh ultimately i ended up going into college as more of like an agnostic right more of someone who um believes there's probably a a a greater spiritual being out there that you know in the cosmos or whatever but uh didn't think that we could ever really know um who that was or Mm -hmm. you know uh so people on earth would try and uh, figure out their own, you know, uh, who they thought that was, right? Right. And so that's sort of how I uh, came into college as, mm-hmm. as more of a more of an agnostic. And then it was there that I really um, uh, started looking into um, Christianity, I guess, a little bit more. And it was, it was because of the, uh, you know, being on the drum line. Right. And so uh, some people may have heard this before, uh, but I was, you know, being on the drumline, I, you meet a lot of friends, right. When you're in the, the band and stuff and a college can be kind of a tough place, uh, cause there's so many people out there. Right. And so out of your comfort zone, but being a part of the band and a part of the drumline, you almost instantly make connections um, yeah. because of that common, sure common goal. And so, uh, one of the guys I made a connection with was, um, you know, was the guy that was standing right next to me <laughs> uh, on the drum line. Uh, his name was Hunter Green, and uh, and he was a Christian, right? He was a follower of Christ. And so, um, but that wasn't anything new to me. I had friends who were, you know, I had friends who were, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had friends who, you know, um, loved Jesus and followed him. And so being friends with Hunter was, was almost no different than mm-hmm. being friends with some of my high school friends, or, or so I thought, right? And so uh, we, we became a lot closer uh, throughout freshman year because you just do a lot of things together, right? You travel to SEC football games together. You spend a ton of time practicing together. Sure. Uh, so we get to know each other really well. Um, and I, but I spent most of my freshman year, I, I guess, getting um, engulfed in the, in the college experience, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Hunter didn't. And so that was our the main difference I saw between us, mm-hmm. uh, is that he was pretty, he was pretty rooted in his, um, standards and his morals. And I was a little more, uh, fluid, I guess, going with what, what other people were, were going with there. And so, um, uh, he would invite me to different things they had going on. Uh, he was part of the, um, Christian student center there. It was also called the UCSC. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, there, and it was run by like Starkville Church of Christ there mm-hmm. and would invite me to hang out with some of his friends that he'd met there, uh, you know, outside of the band circle. And um, they had places to study there, little rooms and computers. I needed to print something off or something once. And he was like, just come here and do it for free instead of going to the library to pay for it. and yeah. <laughs> That sort of thing. Uh, they had free meals, you know, every Monday night. And so I'd go for that. And it was through those uh, interactions that I had, um, at the student center that I really started to see what, um, people who were in love with Jesus or people with a aim and a purpose in life, how they lived. Um, and it was different from all the other interactions I had with, um, other friends I made through, mm-hmm. uh, through the band or in classes or other extracurriculars that I did. It was, uh, the, the conversations were more fruitful. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know, more meaningful. They were deeper. I felt like people cared about me, uh, there. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, uh, I became curious. Uh, I was, I, I guess, I guess, I guess I saw what, you know, them loving each other, even though they didn't know each other that well (laughs) really meant. Um, and so that's, uh, Let's see. I guess uh, um, that was my freshman year, right? So I ended freshman year with with all of those thoughts mm-hmm. running through my head, um, and the and the summers when I started uh, really 
trying to the summer after my freshman year, I guess, is starting to really think about, well, what, wh- where do I want my life headed? Right. Do I want my life headed um, towards something I can actually, you know, uh, live for like a purpose in life, an aim in life, a goal in life, or do I want it to be continually free floating around and shifting with the winds, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I decided that I wanted a goal and a purpose in life. And I decided that the, the people that Hunter was hanging around with were, uh, people that I wanted to get to know a little bit more. And so I, so I made that commitment sophomore year to, to do that, to, learn more about why they do what they do or why they act the way they act or, um, why they love the way they love. And so I started going to more of the, I guess, quote unquote, religious or Christian events they had (laughs) going on. Um, learned how, uh, you know, uh, learned about prayer and what, you know, what that meant, uh, at their rookie retreat, they have like a retreat they do for a bunch of, you know, all the newbies that come in, Mm -hmm. uh, beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, went to that and learned about that. I asked Hunter and, uh, the campus minister there, Perry Jinkerson for, for a Bible study. Um, and so he, he sort of led me through, uh, the book of Matthew and we just, we just talked about Jesus. He just taught me about who he was and what he did on this earth and everything. And, and it was, it was through that, that I, you know, decided to, you know, decided I wanted my purpose in life to be to live for for Jesus and for his cause and to further his kingdom and so I was baptized after that and as you know changed my life <laughs> that's really cool yeah it really I, is. I, I love I know Randy's got something to say <laughs> yeah, here too, so. but I, I love I love that a random drummer <laughs> sitting next to you um God and, and and probably you said his name was Hunter Hunter yeah uh, Probably Hunter had no plans yeah. <laughs> on converting you. You know that's our old term, converting. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you said it. You know, they'll they'll know we are Christians by our love, mm-hmm. and you, you use that 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 foundation right there. It's like he just cared about you, and he's like, hey, you want to come hang out? Um, I love I love uh, friend evangelism. Mm-hmm. You know. Fringalism, whatever you want to call it. I, I was going to say, I don't, you know, I, I th- it was, so it wasn't really a traumatic or dramatic event in your life right. that, sp- you know, spurred this on. It was just a searching, mm-hmm. um, you know, or you, you, you were searching for meaning and purpose in your life, and it kind of led you to ask questions and, and this introduction of this friend to Christianity mm-hmm. or deeper understanding of Christianity kind of led you to where you right. made a commitment to Jesus. Yeah, he, you know, lo- and Hunter was a freshman like me, right? So it was going through, <laughs> you know, some of the, some, a lot of the same things that freshmen go through, being in a new place, right. you know, meeting new people, doing new things. But he had a, he he had a foundation, right? He had a um, an aim, he had a goal, mm-hmm. he had a purpose, and that was for to do everything he can to serve Jesus the best way he can, yeah, right? And, and not in like a pushy way, not in a um, you know, in a, in a hateful way or a mean way, a spiteful way or anything like that, but just, uh, in a way where everything he did, the choices he made, um, the, the life he lived was all in, in, in a manner of, uh, you know, is this going to glorify, um, Jesus? Sure. Is this going to glorify God? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's different, you know, yeah. it's different. And uh, Randy, to your point, I think, yeah, it wasn't, you know, a, any sort of traumatic or dramatic experience that, you know, made me do a complete 360 in one day or anything. Um, but it was questions that I think every person asks at some point in their mm-hmm. lives. Right. And the Lord just gave me a, a person and a hunter, a vessel to talk to me about those questions through that at, at the moment that I needed it. And so, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, th- I think about that a lot now when I'm, you know, going through my own daily life and the mundane, t- you know, things yeah. that you do that, you know, where, where are the people that are asking these questions right now and how can I be that, that vessel for, for God, yeah. like Connor was for me. So, yeah. Uh, uh, we've definitely seen not, not only through this podcast, but through different events mm-hmm. and over the last few years, how God can just use really anybody. And he does not can, but mm-hmm. he does. Um, and we may, 
it's just I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming this was a big transition for your family. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know what you know when you went back and said, "Hey, mom, dad, this is kind of where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking." What help fill in those gaps for us? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it it was a tough conversation. I so I went back Labor Day. Um, weekend of the sophomore year, um, Hunter came with me because we we talked about. <laughs> oh uh, <boy>. That was <laughs> but, brave. Yeah, it was it was brave of him because I, I and I'd ask him to do that, um, to to come with me there because uh, I knew that's when I wanted to talk to him about it. Right, I wasn't uh, I hadn't gotten baptized yet, I hadn't fully given my life to to him yet, but I was thinking about it and I wanted to talk to my parents about yeah my thoughts and what I was thinking and get their opinions and their thoughts on it. Um, and so, you know, we went back and, uh, I was like, you know, I just told my parents, Hey, I have a friend coming with me. And they were like, yeah, sure. That's great. And, um, anyway, I continued to, we, we were there, we were hanging out and then, uh, uh, you know, over dinner, I was like, uh, Hey, I've got something to tell you guys. (laughs) 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 You hear like the brakes and the outside, you know, this is in the, in the movie. This (laughs) is where you're, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I know. And you know, we're, we weren't a family that really talked about, you know, um, <laughs> uh, you know, deep conversations or, or mm-hmm. you know, the meaning of life or anything. You know, we didn't. Uh, if there was an issue, we sort of just kind of let it slide off and then kept going with our lives. Yeah. Right? It wasn't. We, we didn't talk about deep things too often. And so when I when I said that, I think they were um, they were like, okay, what's what's about to happen here, uh, right? And so uh, I started telling them, I was like, you know, I've been feeling for a while that, uh, for a while now that I didn't want to, um, uh, continue following Hindu, the Hindu faith. Uh, and that recently I've been studying the Bible and studying Jesus and his life. And I'm thinking about, um, fully, uh, professing and giving my life to him for his service. Uh, and so there's a little silence or, you know, (laughs) after, after that, um, and uh, they didn't know what to say. I don't think they fully understood what I was saying either at the, right at that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but they continue to ask me questions. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like, well, how long have you been thinking of this? What do you, uh, where have you been, (laughs) you know, studying and and ask me all these kind of questions. Did you point at Hunter? Yeah. I was like, it's always always (laughs) fault. But then after, you know, after talking for a little bit, I think they um, finally understood, uh, grasped what I was saying, mm-hmm. and they, they were pretty uh, distraught, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sort of, when people asked me uh, for, you know, what that, what that was like for them probably, the closest thing I can think of is if you, you know, if you're listening now and you're in like a Christian family or your parents are Christians or you have a Christian uh, you know, a son or daughter or something, and they came to you and said that, hey, I want to, you know, be a Hindu now or something. Yeah. Like what that would, you know, the feelings that that would stir up in you sure. uh, or in your parents or something. Because um, for them, I wasn't just uh, denouncing Hinduism as a religion, right? I was sort of, I was saying I wanted to give up my entire culture, yeah. my entire uh, you know, family, my, everything that we do together. Um, mm. because it all it is a lot of, you know, it intertwined, uh, intertwined things like we talked about at the beginning. And so for them, I was giving up our, our culture, uh, giving up on our heritage. And I was saying, I, I don't want any part of it. This sort of mm. what, what they got out of that. And that was just sort of devastating for them. Sure. It's almost and like saying, I, I don't want to be part of this family anymore. Right. Yeah. In a Ex- way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and that's sort of how they took it. Right. And so that it's, it put a strain on our relationship for them to think that I was rejecting our, our culture and our sure. upbringing and everything they've taught me. I'm basically throwing back at them and saying you were wrong. Um, so it's, it was tough. Uh, it's tough for them. It's tough for me. Um, they were pretty unhappy, and so our, our relationship sort of uh, uh, it didn't get cupped completely, but it was hanging on loose, you know, loose threads there uh, for a while. 
And so that's that's sort of how that conversation went. Things are obviously better now. We can mm-hmm. we can talk about that. If you sure. Want I, well, to. I, I am <laughs> I am in, interested. Um, I I am interested to in know how that did kind of mend back together. Maybe yeah. I'm jumping the gun on more questions that that mend this back together. But um, because that in my mind, mm-hmm. it's especially the way you described, and that's kind of when I when I was thinking through this, that's kind of how I thought it would be. You know, mm-hmm. if one of my kids came and said, "Hey." I, I think I'm going to take on this Hindu faith right. and no longer Christianity. Just I, I know the emotion that's probably tied up in that. And so it, I, I can imagine there being that gap mm-hmm. and there being a pretty big chasm that y'all had to figure out how to fill in. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a little interested in that. Yeah, I, uh, I, ca- I can't talk about that until I talk about Joanna. Um, okay. She had a big part of that. So uh, that's that's that was one okay. of our next yeah. questions. <laughs> Randy, yeah. Randy can go ahead and ask that. Yeah. <laughs> so that will tie I'll tie in really well. Yeah. With, yeah. You know, so so there there's there's this lady in your life, that's Joanna, <laughs> that <laughs> your wife that you met uh, somewhere in the middle of all this, and and maybe uh, maybe kind of. Bring her into this picture now. Sure. If you would, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I met Joanna at, at Mississippi State, and so it was, it was after after high school. She transferred in from Faulkner, uh, so she was coming in as a junior, and I was a, a senior. Um, and I was a, I may have been a senior, but I knew I was coming back for another year, right? So I was, uh, <laughs> I was taking that taking that fifth year lap. But <laughs> <laughs> so you got to. that's right. And she was coming in as a junior, so she had two years, and I had two years left. Um, but uh, she transferred in from Faulkner University, and um, she grew up here in Huntsville, actually. She's uh, just down the road at Madison Church of Christ, and so she's grown up in the faith and, um, you know, uh, has, has gone to church and, you know, uh, gave her life to Christ when she was in high school. And uh, is similar to Hunter, right? Just every everything she did was, you know, how can I be a better follower of Jesus? And so... It was it was a no brainer for her when she got to Starkville to find a church to go to right and she um, came to Starkville Church of Christ uh, started becoming plugged into the student center and uh, I was an intern actually at the student center at that year and so I was doing a lot of the facilitating a lot of the organizing of events and that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I took that opportunity uh, <laughs> to um, to sort. <laughs> this is, is going to be kind of funny, but uh, to sort <laughs> of uh, be with Joanna as much as I possibly could. Absolutely, that makes any sense? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I saw. Smart I, moves, smart that's moves. right. Uh, you know, I saw her when she came <laughs> for a visit um, at Mississippi State when she was trying to think about where to come between. She was going to transfer to you know state or Auburn, and so I, I was there when she visited, uh, and I knew then that if she came, I was going to pursue her, and so she ended up coming, and I t- had no hesitation. Came on, yes, sir. Uh, so I kind of took uh, you know being an intern, um, took advantage of that, offered her rides to different places. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was also in the student government um, at Mississippi State, and so even things outside of students there i was like hey i can help you get your football tickets if you want or you know <laughs> now you weren't just in the government you were sj president were you no no i wasn't i wasn't Wh- president what I was, were you i was director of policy so oh. I, I did mostly i was on the exec but i did uh most of like the policy oh. things for big timer yeah <laughs> but uh so i took advantage of that you mm-hmm. know I was like, yeah, I'll help you get your fo- uh, football tickets. Let me get your number. I'll text you sometime. But, you know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, that's how, so that's how we met. Um, and we saw, you know, we started dating shortly after that, and uh, our relationship just sort of grew and grew. And um, you know, we just, I just fell in love with her, with her heart, with her passions, with the things she cared for. Um, uh, just you know, with all of her, and so. Uh, you know, by the time we were about to graduate, you know, I said we both had two years left. They were, uh, we were wanting to get married. Uh, there was one thing, though, uh, in the middle of all this, is that my parents, uh, you know, are still still there. 
uh, didn't know about her, right? Wow. So they're they're in the dark, um, mm. and we just we decided when we started dating that maybe we should wait um, to mention this until it turns into something you know real, something sustainable that we wanted to. Because it was going to open up a big can of worms, right? It was going to be a, a big deal. You know, I mentioned that traditionally um, arranged marriage was a right. big part of Indian culture. And uh, and I think they, in the back of their heads, they still thought I was going to go down that route and have like an arranged marriage with, you know, an Indian girl. And I mentioned that, uh, you know, girls, women were the ones who were sort of tasked to continue on. Indian culture mm-hmm. and your family, right? Pass mm-hmm. that on to your children and that sort of thing. And so I think they still thought that that was a possibility for me and my life. Uh, in fact, I knew that they thought that. Um, and I just, I didn't tell them that that <laughs> wasn't a possibility. I, I felt like I had already told them so much that I just didn't want to mention anything until like, you know, a, there was a, actually a girl that I was going to marry or something, mm-hmm. right? Like a real chance that that, um, that I was going to go a different way anyway. So, uh, you know, lo and behold, Joanna and I are, you know, uh, we're at this point in our relationship that we're getting, you know, pretty serious talking about marriage, doing different things. And so, uh, so we decide that, Hey, it's, we should probably, you know, before we continue on, talk to your parents about this. And so, uh, so I did went back, and talk to them, and uh, it was just me this time. <laughs> Good <laughs> didn't, call. Uh, didn't bring Hunter or anybody with me. <laughs> this time. Shield. Uh, and, oh, yeah. And so uh, it was just me. I uh, went and talked to them about it, and it went about the same way it did when I told them I was a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, uh, maybe even a little bit more so um, because it was, we were already hanging on by a thread, and so this was sort of like a you know a, the last push of the dagger to them. And so... Um, that they didn't want anything to do with Joanna. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want to meet her. They don't want to hear about her. Um, and this was obviously devastating for her, right? To be oh, yeah. rejected by the family of the you know the man she loves, and uh, and I can't even imagine the the thoughts and the you know the um, everything that was going through her head uh, at the time. But so we you know we decided to. Uh, yeah, I came back and told Joanne everything that that happened, what went down. Um, we made a decision then uh, to maybe take a step back in our relationship. Let's try and focus on how we can uh, reach out to my parents um, together before we actually continue on in our uh, like getting married and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And so that was a that's a big decision for us. I already had a ring and everything. And so we, and she was moving, you know, to Birmingham and uh, my plan was to follow her there. And, you know, uh, we're going to get married and do all sorts of things. And, but, uh, so it took a lot, uh, to make that decision for us to, to, to not go through with what we wanted to do. Um, so that we can spend more energy and more focus trying to, uh, reach out to my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems so wise. <laughs> it was. I really do mean yeah. that. For yeah, for sure. It really does seem so <laughs> wise, especially because that this time of your life when you're about to get married, mm-hmm. you you've kind of passed the point of thinking, mm-hmm. right? You're already moving in, in the motion so high. It's like, well, hey, yes, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's spend our lives together. This is so exciting. So I think it's it's a really you know, wise move. To hear that y'all decided that, um, so what? What did happen? Yeah, you, so you got us hanging now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on the edge of your seats now, right? Yeah, it's uh, so we, you know, um, we decide that we decide to take it slower. Uh, I moved back home uh, to, and I lived with my parents, which seems to be the case for a lot of people now after college. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I moved back home. Joanna went on to grad school at, in Birmingham. And so we did we did a long distance thing for a little while. And so I took the opportunity of being back home to um, sort of live out my faith 
in the presence of my parents because yeah. um, that's something they hadn't seen, right? I was always disconnected. I was always off to college um, in a different city, you know, didn't come back much. And so they hadn't really seen seen that. Um, so I took the opportunity to, to, to do that, to get involved with, uh, you know, a church there, to um, talk to them about Joanna and, mm-hmm. you know, how much she means to me when I, when I got a chance, talk to them about Jesus and, uh, why we choose to live our lives in service to him. And um, the conversations weren't always easy to uh, talk about <laughs> or, you know, mm-hmm. or to bring up even, right? A lot of times they didn't want to talk about that. And many times I didn't want to bring it up either because um, it just left tension in the house, right? Sure. Yeah, I, you know how sometimes there's just like an air of tension oh, yeah, absolutely. Know, around the house. Mm-hmm. And, um and every time I did, it was there was that. And then any time it would settle down a little bit, I, you know, I'd want to bring it up again. Sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, um, I I eventually, uh, you know, I was looking for a job at this time, and uh, we we always really wanted to move back to Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Uh, she wanted to move back to Huntsville, and I, you know, really enjoyed Huntsville when I came for visits and stuff. And it's a big engineering town, like you know. So I oh, yeah. I ended up getting a job here. Um, and I, and I moved here after a little, you know, a little stint at home and, uh, we continued to do the long distance thing and try to reach out to my parents. And now Joanna's getting to the, to the end of her, um, you know, her graduate degree. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we come to the question again, right? It was, it was another natural question is, so, so what do we do? Are you, are you moving here? Are we going to? stay not dating right um what it's been two years of anticipation of getting married now and so that's sort of Mm -hmm. it's almost like being engaged for two years without Mm -hmm. actually being engaged and so it's a lot of anticipation there um and uh a lot of anxiety you know especially on joanna's part of like well hey it's been a couple years now if they don't want to meet me yet you know will they ever want to um is this ever going to be a thing? Um, so we, uh, you know, we had a lot of these conversations uh, while I was here and she was in Birmingham. And uh, I talked to my parents again. And uh, one point they, they said, you uh, do whatever you want, but don't expect us there. Uh, and so, so I thought about it. I prayed about it. And, uh, we, we talked, you know, Joanna and I talked about it and, uh, I decided the best thing for me and my faith, uh, at that moment was to marry this woman and to have a life with her. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so we, so we made that decision. Uh, we, we sort of stepped out in faith there. It was like, Lord, you do what you need to do with my parents to help keep them in our lives. Um, but we know that you're wanting us at this point to, you know, move forward mm-hmm. in our relationship. And so uh, mm-hmm. we got we got engaged without Joanna ever meeting my parents. Uh, wow. I called called them um, to say, hey, got engaged. Still didn't want to talk to her. Um, what's been happening this whole time behind the scenes, though, is that God's been softening my parents' hearts this uh-huh. whole time, right? A month after Joanna and I got engaged, I got a phone call from them, and they were like, "We want you to come home, and we want you to bring Joanna." And <laughs> wow, I was, I was pretty shocked. <coughs> wow. Pretty that, shocked. That, sure. that teared me up. Yeah. Did, did, make <laughs> did that? Did that <laughs> tear y'all apart? It. It was. I mean, just. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't explode with tears on the phone. I don't know. It. it I, well, so <laughs> I guess on the phone, I didn't really know what they meant by it at first. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's like, well, what's going to happen here? Yeah. <laughs> and bring some protection with me or something. <laughs> but uh, when we got there, though, it was, um, man, it was it was just amazing, right? So that my parents are there, and then they, you know, they had my um, my uncle and aunt were there um, as sort of you know support for them. Yeah, it was still hard for them at this at this point in time, but they. They brought gifts for Joanna. Traditional Indian culture is you, you know you gift the um, the to be bride, and so so they did that, and um, they uh, th- they did a little prayer service of their own. 
Um, and we, I mean, we weren't a part of it and they acknowledged that and they, um, said, we're going to do something, but you don't have to do anything, but we're going to do it. And I said, that's fine. You know, do what you, do what you think you, um, need to. And so anyway, they did that. We, uh, we talked, uh, and we went back home. It was a day trip. Month later after that, they said, come bring Joanna, bring your parents. <laughs> so wow. So <laughs> One step, two <laughs> steps. That's right. Holy we came back. Cow. No Joy. communication between those. <laughs> Hardly any. Oh, wow. Right? Hardly any. Mm. Uh, they came. So we, we came back up. Joanna's parents came with us. They did essentially the same thing, right? Gifted them. Um, and at that one, we, you know, they were like, so they're going to get married. Let's talk about the plans for that and that sort of thing, right? And they're, they're still a little hesitant and that sort of stuff. And um, anyway, we, we come back. Uh, and Joanna, uh, you know, we're, Joanna and I are talking about, what well, what should we do? You know, what, what are we going to do about a wedding? Um, and she was like, you know, I think we should have an Indian wedding. And I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 do you know how crazy those things are? Indian weddings are about you know, three days long, multiple different ceremonies. We talked about Hinduism just being intertwined in it all. Yeah. And she was like, no, let's do it. And let's, uh, but let's make it our own, right? Let's show them that we can, you know, separate culture from religion there and that we can still be, um, uh, we can still want to be a part of their family and be a part of like Indian culture uh, without having Hinduism in the middle of it. And I said, okay, we can give it a shot. And so we <laughs> talked talk to my parents about that, and they were um, beyond thrilled about mm. it. And this is, I think, when the mending really happened uh, of sure. the relationship is um, their excitement over uh, Joanna's, like, um, you know, wanting to learn about the culture, their excitement over me, you know, uh, uh, wanting to be a part of that as well, like not, not choosing to be separated from them, but actually trying to integrate with them. Uh, and so, so we did. We had two weddings. We had, <laughs> we had a, a both in the same day, both here in Huntsville. We had uh, an Indian wedding in the morning. And I told you it's usually three days long. We shortened it to about an hour. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we had an Indian wedding here in the morning. Uh, and then we had, you know, a traditional one that Joanna's always wanted uh, at night. My parents brought over, uh, a, you know, they rented a, a bus. We had like 50, uh, <laughs> 50, 60 people on the bus that my parents That's brought awesome. over <laughs> with them. Oh, wow. Uh, and at night we had our campus minister, you know, do our ceremony. Um, and, uh, and, and the coolest thing was that um, he, you know, talked about Jesus and, 50, 60 of my family members got to got to hear that all at once at our wedding. And, and it was just the coolest thing in the world. Um, my my mom was dancing with, like, Joanna's mom at the wedding That's and awesome. stuff. And it's like, um, I was leaning over to my friends from college, you know, Hunter and, so, and some other folks, and we're like, this is just aunt prayers answered from, from the very beginning uh, about, you know, all of this. And, exactly. and the whole time, the Lord's been just softening Amen. my parents' hearts and doing things that we thought we were supposed to be doing. And we were like, we should have just trusted in God that whole time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, rather than trying to, trying to do everything ourselves. And so th- things are, things are so much better now. Right. They, my parents love Joanna. We, we try and do as much as we can with them. Um, and we've learned now how to navigate yeah. a lot of, a lot of cultural things that they, you know, want us to do uh with the religious things that are intertwined with that and so we we step away when we need to and we and we lean forward when we need to and so it's uh it's been a it's been a wild ride but you know it's it's been great it's amazing yeah. it is amazing yeah. and I, I i don't know if i'm j- i understand there may be a little one that's in the right. mix now too that's, is that's, that true that's true yeah we're 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 expecting our our first uh, oh, little boy that we're expecting in, in November of this year. That's and so, uh, you know, my parents are praises. overjoyed about that, and, and we are too, and it's just oh, another, sure. you know, answered prayer. and It's just 
that's that's I feel like that's been my whole life is that um, uh, just seeing answered prayers happen throughout throughout my whole life has been and not in the ways I've wanted them to be and not always at the times that I've wanted them to happen but um, just blessings on blessings you know it's really cool and Joanna has such a presence about her anyway but I love that she's the one that said I would like to do this Mm -hmm. with your family you're kind of (laughs) like you sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you you know what you're getting into that's right yeah and the answer was probably no, not completely, yeah. but it didn't matter to her. She was, I, I love that. And and that is sort of from the first time I've met her. And I, this is why Jenna has so speaks so highly of y'all is because there's a depth in both of you. Um, there's a depth in a, in a faith that's come about. And it's not just by, Hey, I'm doing this all my life, but it is by like choosing God as he's chosen us but you chose him and that path wasn't always easy for you and it in and, and in turn it wasn't easy for Joanna necessarily but she chose you and I, I love it yeah. I love how God works um in and through this you know you've obviously you, your faith has had to develop mm-hmm. how have you seen your faith develop through this and 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 what might be something you you leave with people saying you know this happens in life and this is how God works mm-hmm. but can you answer those yeah I you know the my my faith has developed most when I'm surrounded by people who who are also trying to increase in their faith mm-hmm. right and that's that was true even before I chose to give my life to Jesus. It was, it was true when I was surrounded by the people at the student center. Um, that's when I wanted to crave to be a part of that too and wanted to learn about them. It was, it was true afterwards, uh, when I, when I was a Christian and I, you know, uh, I was an intern there and I, uh, just being around a group of people with that same purpose was Mm -hmm. just, uh, it's just, it's just amazing, right? And that, and that, and then with Joanna, right? Just every decision we made, no matter how difficult it might have been, was for the purpose of furthering God's kingdom. Yeah. You know, and like mm-hmm. it, when even when it comes to my parents, right? And that's still something I'm working on. You know, and, and they're still not Christians right now, so we, you know, the story isn't complete, in my opinion, but. Um, and we have cousins who are Christians uh, now, which is awesome. Yeah. Thanks God, and, mm-hmm. uh, and we're just slowly working our way towards our family. But it's it's when you uh, it's when you surround yourself with people who are who are also doing that, who mm-hmm. are willing to make decisions, no matter how um, difficult they might be, uh, because that's you know that's the best way that you know to to further serve God. I think that if I'm around those types of people, I'm going to be that same way myself, right? Yeah, and so, for sure. um, man, I just, I, I, I love uh, being around those types of people. It's what drew me to the student center. Mm-hmm. It's their love for one another, their purpose in life, their goal in life. And it's, uh, you know, it's what draws me to my friends today. Is sure. People that have those same, you know, that same mentality. And so yeah. I, you can do all the, the the studying, you know, intellectual studying you want, but to to live it out, the best way to do that is to be surrounded by by others who are also living it out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great word, you know, to leave with leave with people. It's not necessarily go to church, mm-hmm. but be engaged with people who are engaged with God. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and walk alongside of them, and right. over and over, that. That is where I, I have seen. That's what this podcast is about. Is like getting those stories out there so people can see right. more relationships, like you're talking about, right. and and where God is at work. And mm-hmm. um, I, I love I love this story. Mm-hmm. I love this story because it is just a story of faithfulness and kind of trial, and a story that's still in the process. Mm-hmm. But I, 
Yeah. And that just one last thing if for for people who are a part of that, right? And living it out and surrounded by people like that, bring bring people into it. Yeah. You know? That's that's mm-hmm. what happened with me. I was I was brought into it, you know, encouraged to come in and uh and loved on and and I think that's what the, the world really, you know, needs right yeah. now. A lot we we have a lot to offer, um because of our faith in Jesus. And I think if we can show people that, that um, they'll, they'll realize that this, that's where they want to be too. Absolutely. And I was going to say, we're, we're in a you know, culture or climate right now where, you know, everybody looks at each other's differences and hones in on those things and saying, and trying to correct those or it's just a negative time. But, you know, to me, there is the message of Jesus that might can help men some even the cultural differences and uh, racial differences yeah. you know that we, we seem to struggle with that uh, you know the church could could be we as christians can be uh, vessels for that and the guy who led you wasn't even i mean he wasn't being a radical evangelist he's just being a christian just right. loving that's right so and i think there's people out there that think they've got to be in the pulpit or do something dramatic mm-hmm. to reach someone for jesus they just need to love like Jesus. That's right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we, will, we appreciate you uh, taking the time this morning. I know for sure we pulled you out of work and <laughs> we won't tell anybody that you're skipping work, but um, uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, you're, you're a blessing not only to this church, but your story is a blessing to me. And you and Joanna have, have been a light since you've come here. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that God's working in you and through you. Um, and we're we're grateful that you're willing to join Amen. us today. Yeah. Um, really appreciate Brandy, it. Brandy, why don't you say a prayer? We're okay to pray with yeah. you. Yeah. Dear God, our Father, Father, we love you, and we know that you love us, and we're just grateful to be called your children and uh, to be a part of your kingdom. Um, and, Father, we are so grateful for Sonny, um, for Joanna, mm-hmm. for their family. For this little one that's uh, that you're blessing them with, we pray for his health and for a safe and healthy pregnancy and delivery. And we pray that you continue to bless his family. But we're really thankful that he was willing to share his story, some of his story with us today. Our Father, we're grateful for his his love for you and his faithfulness to you, and and just um, how people you placed in it in his life have brought him to this point in his journey and his, uh, his story with you and we pray that you continue to be with his family with joanna's family and and their friends and um, father help us um, to not only be encouraged by what we've heard today but be challenged by what we've heard today to to live out our faith each day to just love others as jesus would love them as our savior would love him your son and father um, just pray that you continue to watch over us and thank you for this special time we've had together this morning with Sonny. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again, Sonny. Thanks. Thanks. Always wrap up this way. Our stories of brokenness, struggles, failures, and sin help others know that they are not alone. And that while we as a church are imperfect and broken, God has the ability to take our stories and to make them into a story that shines a light back on Jesus. That's a beautiful thing. It's our hope that the people listening to this will find confidence in knowing that God can and will use your story if you're willing to share it. We'd appreciate any of your comments and feedback on Unbroken Jars podcast, and you can leave those comments and feedback at unbrokenjars at gmail.com. Please understand that our goal is always to honor God by the experience of real-life stories and real faith you hear on this podcast. May God bless your life as you live out your story of real faith in your own settings.